RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio. You may remember back around the middle of June, we spoke with Rose Goodlife about the future of Kari Kids. Kari Kids is a daycare kind of uh, network, I think funded by the Auckland City Council. And the future of Kari Kids was looking not so bright because uh, there was obviously a a great um, push to lower council overheads given debt and uh, rate increases, etc., and uh, I got to say, when we talked to Rose back then, I was anticipating um, some sort of update or news about the future of Kari Kids within a matter of days after that uh, chat. But here we are two months later, and Rose Goodlife is back with us. Hi, Rose. Thanks for coming back on. Hi, Paul. Thank you for inviting me back. Okay. Well, I, I'm, you know, I'm dialing back to that first chat we had, and I think I'm right in saying that the, that that day that we were talking or the following day, we were kind of expecting some announcement which would have at least uh, informed of, of the future of Kauri Kids, but that didn't happen. Yes, um, it took a while to get things formally decided. Um, it went to the a local board. Well, it had to go to all the local board meetings of the various different Kauri Kids uh, early learning centres. Um, so it was not able to be formally announced until all of them had been completed. So they were... So, wait on, did the council not realise or did someone not communicate those those, uh, steps that needed to be taken or did we sort of forget to mention those? I'm I'm just trying to remember exactly uh, what happened back then when we talked. Well, the council, um, uh, it was proposed by a councillor to send out um, the decision to each of the respective local boards where the carry kids centres were. So that was agreed. So the council then delegated each local board to have to make those difficult decisions. And then it took some time for it to be decided when all of those meetings were to be held and what the procedure was going to be and how we were going to be able to deal with it as individuals dealing with then it became the local board. Right. Okay. Yeah, I understand. So now how well informed were local boards about, first of all, you know, the the work that Kauri Kids did? You you call it a learning centre. I, I, I think mm-hmm. I... I labelled it as a daycare. That's probably a bit lightweight of me to do that. Um, it's, um, in fact, remind us what the exact role of Kari Kids was or still is. Um, so it isn't there as a like a daycare, which daycares provide um, all day care um, for you know children of up till the age of five. Um, so they might be there from you know, seven, eight o'clock in the morning till six o'clock at night. Carry Kids doesn't function like that. Initially started um, as like an adjunct for people who were using the, the council services um, where their children could go. Um, and now it has become quite a structured, uh, have a structured function of providing um, education and really, you know, very positive play and a, a a a link forming a, a a bridge to the schools where they're going to go or to the different um community 
uh, facilities. So it's very much a com- it's very much in the heart of the community. It's quite unique. Did the community boards, as it turned out, have a good understanding of that? Um, possibly not. Um, okay. Right. That was part of what we did. We um, enabled them to grasp that understanding which once we realised that we had to speak to the local boards about the decision. Are the local boards, um, in terms of uh, their decision-making and loyalties, are the, who are they loyal to primarily? The council as the institution, which I guess they, they are attached to, um, or the local community? Just cool. curious. <laughs> Um, they work within the structure of the council, but they are very much providing services for the community. Okay, so you're satisfied that they've got the community's best interests in mind and they're not not just doing the bidding at a local level for the council? Um, I feel that uh, I can't speak for all of them. I felt that our local one listened to us very well. And and remind us of, of your local one. It's the Kopatiki Local Board. And whereabouts uh, location-wise is that in, in, in the area? So that, that's on the North Shore, and and the um, Carrickhead Centres are Birkdale, Beach Haven, and Glenfield. What did you? What sort of effort then did you have to – okay, so that's your community board, but we're talking about multiple ones. How many yes. had to be um, have representation in front of them? Uh, gosh, I, I, don't, I don't really know. But quite a few then, quite a few. Um, yeah, all across Auckland up to, you know, as far as Stanmore, Dutt Bay, um, yeah. Wangapara, down to uh, South Auckland, over to Howick, um, West Auckland. So very broad reach of Auckland. Okay, and what did you – okay, I suppose you can really only speak for for your local effort, but I guess you might have heard from others. What did you have to do in in your persuasion – uh, mm-hmm. attempt or, or or what did you have to you know the story that you needed to tell how did you present that who did you have come along and how did it go down well it was very much um getting people to tell their stories how it was impacting them personally so it was important to reach out to the parents and caregivers uh, in uh, who had children in the centers um and i worked for the one my one, which was the Beach Haven one, um, and just spoke to them and asked them to tell their stories. Asked them to, if they couldn't come along and tell their story to either uh, to email the councillors um, and to maybe put together a uh, a presentation, um, a PowerPoint presentation, so that it was vital to for the councillors to hear our stories at, at in the local board meeting um so that they would really understand the impact that it was potentially going to have if it was going to be closed and how did that go down in your experience uh with with your local board uh, did they listen did they get it yes i think they did um they didn't have much choice because there was such a high turnout at, at oh, ours okay. with, uh, yeah over 30 people there, and it was the uh, budget meeting. So it was the meeting to decide the the way forward for the next 
12 months, I think it was. So Kauri Kids, which was a very small item on their agenda, given the impact of the huge budget cuts and decisions that needed to uh, be made as, you know, fallout from the mayoral budget, um, that we represented over half of the the meeting time. Um, they had to keep extending it because more and more people got up and told their story, and some of them were, you know, it was they were quite factual with statistics. Some of them were heartfelt pleas, people suffering uh, crises at the thought of their um, wonderful centre being closed because this is a centre that goes beyond that of merely a daycare where the kids can go whilst the parents work. It is a um, a much, it, it's quite a different environment. So um, we also sent, we also had a petition. We spoke to the uh, newspapers, people were interviewed for television. Um, so it was quite a big, it became quite a big um, campaign. Okay, that must have been quite an interesting experience to see that uh, happen and to be part of that. And I guess the community board members then knew that they, you know, that, that this was happening in front of people. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was re real. It was real live, people's lives being yeah. impacted. Yes. Okay, so, all right, what is the upshot of, well, there's your community board, but um, in the wider sort of area. Um, what is the upshot of all of this? Where Where is it at now? Yes, well, in the wider area, um, you know, it, there were different decisions made. Um, some people um, have unfortunately had their um, carry kids closed or is announced that it's that it's going to be closed. Um, some have got till the end of September. Some have got to the end of this year. Um, and the hours, the differences with our Kaipataki local board, three Kauri Kids Centres, they have agreed to keep it open for a year till June next year. And in the meantime, look for someone to take it over. So they're... How realistic is that? Yeah, I I really I'm uh, very hopeful about uh, someone taking it over. I think there, from what I've heard, there is some interest, um, but I haven't heard anything much, you know, with much more clarity than that. Um, it's gone back to the council, so they are the ones who are actively marketing it, looking for someone to take it over. And the agreement, the arrangement is that it must be with the same values, the same structure as it is running with now. The community boards that um, went the other way and mm -hmm. decided to what, cut funding and therefore what cancel it in that area, carry kids in that area. Yes. Is that because, because it sounded like you had exceptional representation. Yes, is did. that because in those areas there wasn't that kind of, uh, in-your-face representation um, pushing the case. So it was easy to say no. Absolutely. Um, I was very concerned that uh, there was <clears throat> the the staff really couldn't do anything um, because, you know, it wouldn't be the right thing for them to do to push for this. So it was down to the parents. And it's not something that all the, you know, that parents would understand how to do um, 
So it it was really down to chance, unfortunately. Well, the community and- boards must know that. They must realise that there's, you know, local government engagement is pretty low at the best of times with the public. People have got busy lives, so on and so forth. Surely there would have been, well, there should have been some taking that into account rather than just because no one or not many people are in front of you today to be so sort of insulated from the wider issue to just take that as, you know, permission to say no. Yeah, it it was a big concern that also it got rushed through. There wasn't enough information available. What were the the, uh, the financials that were motivating this? I s- still haven't seen anything. Um, there was no spreadsheets. There was no profit or loss. Um, and I think that um, the count the local boards have been asking for this, and that they themselves uh, have said that they haven't um, received it yet. So yeah, but of- you are on the side of caution. If that's the case, don't you? You can't. You, can't, you just don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. No, um, I, I agree. Okay, so when you hear, and I saw the mayor himself commenting on this, that the uh, cycle lane in Karanga Happy Road cost $12,000 a metre, they're obviously prepared to spend money on things that benefit a, well, a relatively small number of, you know, um, woke cyclists let me put it that way but when it comes to kids and the maintaining a cohesive sort of anchor in a community not so much no it's very disappointing because these are the sort of um children who are who are going to grow up and be very active members of the community and it really sends a positive message if there is a a starting point for them where they you know a bridge between home and the community that this serves and that that they are part and they are seen as being valuable members of our community. Um, it is very sad that um, the, the children, uh, you know, of the other centres have now, you know, where, where have they got to go and um, where are the parents, you know, I know many of them are despairing because they it's just being closed. Where, where, where next for them? And it's small beer in the scheme of things, I believe. It's not like a huge, compared to everything else, a huge, hugely priced item, is it? It's 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 low hanging fruit for them, is it? Mm-hmm. Mm. And I'm a bit concerned about the the figures that that have been bandied about. There's different figures that we've heard that don't seem to be consistent, from a million dollars to two hundred thousand dollars. That's right. I remember us talking about that first up. Yeah, the right. Yeah. And and from what I understand, our carry kids were was making a profit. It makes a profit because you, you pay to go along to it. And there's also the funded hours. That comes from uh, the the government for education, early early childhood. So, education. so you're you're basically saying, sorry to jump in, but this is really quite obvious. So, to make any decisions to close without accurate and um, verifiable, you know, rock solid spreadsheet financial information is, well, it doesn't make much sense, does it? Because they don't really know what sort of decision they're making. No, no. It's almost like an obligation to do what you've been told to do. 
So it, it's going to be empty facilities, the ones that are closing. What's going to happen to those? They're going to sit standing with no function and they're already purpose-built as child childcare centres. Um, and they're going to be empty. What are the council going to do about that? How much money is that going to cost to do it up, to market it out to whatever they're going to rent or, or, or whatever? I don't know if they're able to sell them as being council property. Well, would you say then on your experience through this that actually philosophically they're not interested in the kids at all? Uh, the council? The council. And obviously some of the community boards, they don't really, I mean, it's a bad look if people are grumpy and if you get people lined up and they're being interviewed in the media and yeah, that's, that, that could be awkward for some community board members because people go, well, it was you who did it. We saw that it's you and they'll, they'll try and avoid that. But on the whole, it sounds like in the end, given the loosey goosey financial information, you don't quite know what the picture is there at all. And it's based on that fundamentally that they, they really actually don't care. It didn't feel like a very caring decision to make and something quite arbitrary in the big scheme of things in the mayor's budget that here we are having to pay more in in rates and more for, you know, various facilities, losing a lot of things, you know, that the council funds. And yet we've um, got a profit-making uh, organisation where the children are well looked after, but the council says to close it. To me, it doesn't add up, and I'm really glad that we are. <clears throat> we have got some time. Um, I don't think from from you know. I guess it wasn't completely supported at the council level, and I know on the local board that um, you know personally, some of the councillors have sent their children to the the, the local carry kids centres, and they didn't want to see them closed either. So but they don't have they don't have enough punch in the organisation to even at that level to turn things around or to at least put a stay in place. So there's a year. So there's a year breathing space. Is that what you're saying? Yes, we've got a year. That's right. Okay. We've got a year, and so is Howick. So the the only there's only four centres that have got the stay. All Out the of how many? I, I'm not quite sure. Maybe twelve. Okay. Okay, so the vast majority goodbye. That's right. Yes. Hmm. Absolutely. And many of the parents didn't even know that it, it what had happened, that it had gone to the local board, uh, from the council to the local board, and many of them didn't know when the meeting was or how they could address this. They didn't know they could go along to the meeting and talk and and uh, and express their views. Um I found that it quite uh, difficult to find out myself. Um, I was told that we had three minutes to speak each, and that's not very long. And uh, it but, ended Look, we hear this all the time, people are having limited time to speak. You can't yeah. get anything out in three minutes, minutes, especially no. if you're trying to weave together a story because there's stories behind all of these things. That's, that's i got to say, personal opinion, that's ridiculous. And In fact, it's almost designed... To, to limit people's ability to express themselves? Well, it certainly did. Um, I found it very hard to to uh, say anything in three minutes that would have any impact. So I 
um, broke it down to the factual information. But of course, it's very emotive because this is about, um, you know, people's livelihoods and about um, children's well-being and education. So just to break it down to financials is is pretty uh, is not doing not painting a full picture. Okay, well, really interesting to get that uh, update from you, uh, Rose. So thanks for for coming back on, and well, let's see what um, let's see what happens. Yes, thank you very much. Thank you. Um, for... Is there anything that we've missed? Uh, um, I think really the lack of information, the lack of communication, yep. the lack of being able to um, know what's going on, no one speaking to us about it from you the mean country. the lack of everything <laughs> yeah it was. oh dear <laughs> it was oh it just keeps happening doesn't it all right yeah okay yeah. well thank you um for coming back on rose good life to uh, tell us oh. give us that update on long-awaited update on kauri kids we appreciate thank that you very much. thank you rcr with paul brennan reality check radio